You are listening to the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast, where we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. My name is Brandon Bowers. I'm a doctor of physical therapy in Columbus, Ohio. And my co-host is Dr. Physical Therapy Aaron Berger in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Aaron, we're winding down the baseball regular season here, which means we're winding down the Fantasy Doctors MLB pod. What is new with you out in the great state of Pennsylvania? Man, it's still working. I'm really starting to enjoy the the bountiful um, harvest that we're getting here with fall. We're having these nice cool mornings here in PA. Uh, not so much this morning. It was about 80 this morning because weather. Um, but yeah, last week and this weekend, starting to get into the fall here. Nice 60 degree days. You don't have to worry about going onto your car and uh, getting a, a forehead full of sweat. So it's the best time of the year here coming into uh, September, and October, man, in my opinion. But yeah, we're just yeah. really excited. Really excited over here for the, uh, for the fall. And, yeah, we uh, we had some cool weather the past couple weeks as well. But I tell you what, today I think I think we touched ninety three. Man, it was oh, yeah. it's it was hot, and I'm all about summer, so I, I like my September to stay a little bit warm. Uh, mm-hmm. But then again, fall means football, which is upon us, and so that's always a good time of year. So uh, looking forward to sure. it. Playoff baseball, man, Doesn't, can't get any better than that. It can't. Uh, we were talking pre-show about a couple of breaking news injuries, I guess you could say, over the past couple of days before we put together the outline uh, in Mike Trout and Kristen Yelich. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what's going on with Mike Trout? Yeah, so Trout has been dealing with some um, just some foot soreness at the bottom of his foot. Um, doesn't I'm sure they cleared with imaging and everything, MRI, x-rays, everything just seems to be fine. Um, and Brandon, you know, this, we've talked about this before, um, off air, but, um, if you're looking at a Morton's and aroma, okay. So these are, it's a, it's a procedure, not a procedure, but a diagnosis of the nerves within the metal metatarsals of your feet. Okay. And they're, they're sensory nerves. And if they're just very flared up, they're going to shoot, they're going to send shooting pains down into your foot. It, it starts with that dull ache. And then with weight bearing or any compression of the, of the toes within a, a cleat or a shoe or anything like that, that's whenever you're going to get that shooting pain. For, for trout, actually, was a cryoablation. Um, so they go in to the foot and they freeze the nerve so it doesn't send signals to and from the brain, kind of just to calm everything down. Seems like he's day-to-day. He, he, he told reporters, feels good today. We're going to see how it feels tomorrow. Nothing to be concerned with heading into the fancy playoffs here in my opinion, but yeah, definitely want to keep an eye out for something like that. And you just hope with, with, um, little procedures like this, that they just feel hundred percent better right after. And hopefully there's no, uh, no layover from a procedure like that. Yeah. The Morton's neuroma can be definitely problematic from a, a pain standpoint, as you mentioned, and ho- hopefully nothing huge here for trout. They go in with that ablation and then hopefully good to go. So Hopefully he's back out there soon as uh, the season winds down here and the individuals with fantasy baseball teams are making their fantasy push. Christian Yelich for the Brewers. Very, very unfortunate news for one of the best players in the game of baseball. He was having an, another MVP caliber season. He actually actually fractured his patella, and the patella is the, the kneecap, so it sits on the front of the knee, and it, it moves nicely in that groove on the front of the knee when you're bending and straightening the leg. And so a fracture to this bone is definitely a big deal. Now, the team, all the team has said at this point is that he's done for the year, which was a tough blow, but there hasn't been any information released as of yet as we record this on September 11th. Uh, 
as to whether or not surgery will be required. The Brewers did say that they're going to come out uh, tomorrow with a little bit more information. They were doing a little bit further evaluation on Yelich to see if surgery does need to be performed in order to kind of re realign the, the pieces of that patella if they have in fact become displaced. But there'll be an update on Yelich uh, tomorrow, September 12th, but he is in fact done for the season. Tough loss there. It, it seems like we just love to talk about uh, some of the best young talent in baseball. Another guy that we're going to be talking about the new injuries, but yeah, you just hate to see it. Thankfully, the season's winding down. Uh, like for for Mike Trout, definitely the Angels out of the playoffs. But uh, yeah, you just hate to see it for for your fantasy lineups as well. Another guy who's done for the season, Aaron, is Aaron Sanchez. Yeah, shares a name with me. Love this guy, Aaron Sanchez. Came over at the trade deadline um to the to the Houston Astros and he's actually having so shoulder surgery um and we reported on this last episode I think it was Brandon mm-hmm. um but he was having some pectoral muscle soreness and this kind of makes sense right where that pec major which is your pectoralis major muscle that's your big chest shout out to Antonio Brown Mr. Big Chest <laughs> yeah that that whenever you flex your chest muscles that is primarily your pec major uh, but he initially went on the aisle on August 20th with that sore pectoral muscle. And that pec major, like I was saying, inserts at the crest of the greater tubercle, the humerus. What the hell does that mean, Aaron? It just means it attaches at your uh, at your upper arm bone, your humerus, right near the shoulder. So this makes sense while they're doing the surgery. If any of that pec- pectoralis major muscle is torn or frayed, um, they're going to go and clean it up. And he has unfortunately done for the 2019 season. Uh, t- tough blow. I mean, he's a guy that they went out and got during the trade deadline. Um, Astros doing amazing again this year, and I'm sure they were hoping to have him down the stretch. But Houston general manager Jeff Lohal said that he will provide an update after the procedure is done. Um, I definitely botched that guy's name, but yeah. So so look for more news on Aaron Sanchez. Hopefully he'll be back for spring training 2020. That's definitely not a guarantee, though, uh, as we know that how the some of the like a like a lat lat tear or something like that. This is very similar for a pitcher, just the stresses that are going through that shoulder. So, like I said, hopefully we'll be ready for 2020 spring training. But if not, don't be surprised. Do you know? Has there been any confirmation as to is it in fact a pec surgery or has that not has that information not been released yet? That hasn't been released yet. I'm I'm just kind of going off that pectoralis sure, major soreness. Sure. Um, might be speculating a little bit. Could get me in trouble, but. <laughs> um, if I, if I had to give my best educated guess, I would say they're going to go clean up that, that pectoralis major tendon. Um, and then as you know, Brandon, any, any, uh, any pitcher, any baseball player, they're definitely going to have some inflammation in there, whether it's a labrum, I'm sure they'll find a little something to clean up in there as well. Yeah. And the, the big thing to keep a close eye on here is shoulder surgery in baseball players in general, and more specifically pitchers really in some situations can be a death sentence for these guys. It's really mm-hmm. For pitchers especially, this can be a tough thing to come back from. So this is definitely worth keeping an eye on as to the exact nature of the procedure after after it's done to see what exactly he had done. And hopefully all works well for Sanchez. But being that he's a pitcher, my concern level here is high. Because mm-hmm. I've seen so many elite-level pitchers in, the, in Major League Baseball who have shoulder surgery and are just never the same. Bryce Harper for the Washington Nas- Nationals took a pitch off the hand last Friday, September 8th. And usually when we're dealing with these things, we've got one of two options, as you know, Aaron. We've got the opportunity for a fracture, opportunity for a contusion. Fortunately for 
Harper. X-rays were negative, and he was diagnosed with a hand contusion. He missed the game on Saturday the 9th, and then has been back in the lineup since. So a big name out there for the Nationals, and so that always uh, kind of piques people's attention. But all is good for Harper with the contusion of the hand and probably still a little bit of so- a little sore, maybe a little bit of swelling in there. Might affect his grip strength on the bat, but – Again, he just missed the one game on Saturday and was back in the lineup thereafter. So x-rays negative and just a contusion here for Bryce Harper's hand. And I believe you, you meant the Phillies there, right, Brandon? Oh, yes, I did mean the Phillies. I don't know why. I had Washington written in the show outline. Yeah, I, I guess I'm, I I guess I'm, I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm so last year right now. Yes, for Philadelphia, not the Nationals. That's so 2018, Brandon. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. George Springer. Heading down to Texas with his buddy Aaron Sanchez is George Springer. Um, he's dealing with a concussion right now. And as we talked about on previous episodes, Brandon, this is just the chemical cascade within the brain um, that results from a blow to the head. Uh, We're looking at symptoms such as nausea, dizziness, um, sensitivity to light, headaches, all that. Um, But thankfully, wasn't that major. He returned to the lineup on Sunday. Uh, He homered and had four RBIs, so I'm sure his vision is doing just fine. Uh, He missed three games with this mild concussion. Um, just something to look out for going, in, going into the future here. We've seen uh, multiple concussions in players like Francisco Cervelli where um, it definitely raises, raises the concern for the team. So we'll just have to keep an eye out uh, just on the numbers of concussions that he uh, sustains. Staying in Texas, Hunter Pence for the Texas Rangers has a back injury. He was initially scratched in the lineup two weeks ago with lower back tightness. And they, they sat him out a few games and then eventually decided to place him on the I.L. with a lower back strain. That was on August 27th. Last week, he did end up receiving an injection in the lower back to hopefully calm down some of that pain. And was originally expected back at the end of last week, but uh, didn't make his return. So there hasn't been any update from the team at this time as to his most recent status. But again, they were anticipating he'd be back at the end of last week. And now we're, we're midweek here this week, and there hasn't been any new information. So... I'd like to think maybe that he can come back soon, but being that the team hasn't provided any additional info, it still could be a little bit. That lower back strain usually involves an overstretch and, uh, of the muscles in the lower back and lead to some tightening and stiffening through the lower back, which, which isn't uh, the most comfortable thing in the world, which then has an impact on a, on a player's ability to throw, run, and hit, and what have you. So no additional new news on Pence, aside from the fact that he had an injection last week, and we're still waiting to see when he'll make his return for the Rangers. And he's not the youngest of all the players in the MLB. So that's something to keep a look on as well. No, certainly. I mean, he's certainly been around the block a time or two at this point in his career. Probably one of the more wonky players in the league as well, as far as his swing is concerned. I agree. He's kind of all (laughs) over the place. All over the place. Heading up to my hometown, not hometown, but my my (laughs) current place of residence, uh, Pittsburgh, we're looking at Chris Archer. He's dealing with a little bit of shoulder inflammation. And uh, this is just an overuse injury. He's a starting pitcher. He's out there. Uh, for every every start that he's scheduled for, uh, but he was placed on the 10-day IL on August 21st. Um, and anytime we're looking at this this inflammation, we're looking at clean MRI, clean X-ray. Nothing is truly pathologically wrong. Um, the shoulder is just PO'd, if you would. So we're looking at pain control. Um, maybe they performed a injection to kind of just get everything calmed down, control the inflammation. Uh, but he began throwing from flat ground on September 4th. And that was the last update that I saw um, from my sources. And, I mean, the Pirates season, eh, whatever. But for fantasy baseball playoffs, we can still kind of get some value here from Archer, at least as, as long as he's at home. His home and away splits are uh, significantly different. But, uh, yeah, so 
I, I, the, the, these are tough. The, the shoulder inflammation is tough because you, you have a good day and then the next day it could just, you could flare it back up again. And so something to keep an eye out on for Chris Archer uh, heading here into the late end of the fantasy baseball season. Yeah, and I know we hit on this last time we were on the air as, as the season is winding down from a Major League Baseball standpoint. The opportunity for these guys to go out on any kind of rehab assignment is dwindling as the minor league seasons wrap up. So the opportunities really become a little bit limited for these guys who may need a little bit of game action before they return to big league action. So definitely something to monitor. And, I mean, it's just a tough situation getting down towards the end of the year and you don't have the opportunity for all those rehab appearances. Mm-hmm. David Peralta for the Arizona Diamondbacks has dealt with a shoulder issue dating back into May of this season, and he was originally diagnosed with AC joint inflammation. And the team determined that the next best course of action was to shut him down for the season and let him undergo surgery, presumably an AC joint debridement. And so when you get some inflammation in this AC joint, that's the junction between the acromion, which comes off your shoulder blade, and uh, your clavicle, so acromioclavicular joint is what that AC stands for. You can get some irritation build up underneath of there. You can get some cartilage wear down. So sometimes they'll go in to that AC joint and we'll do what we call that debridement where they shave out some of that uh, cartilage that's worn down and just really clean out the joint uh, to allow it to flow and, and move in the, in, in the fashion which it should. The AC joint's kind of right at the point of the shoulder. And when it comes to pitching, um, you got some musculature that runs underneath of it. So there's a lot of stuff going on in, in a small space. So when it's an inflamed, it really can be a pretty painful pretty painful injury to manage so surgery here for Peralta uh, we're looking hopefully to have him back by the start of next season we're sitting here in September so spring training in the next five months or so he should be close uh, again though a guy that if he's not all the way back he should be back shortly after the start of spring training but AC joint debridement here for David Peralta and he is in fact done for the season Lane Thomas for the Cardinals uh, he's the first of a couple Cardinals we're gonna hit on here Aaron with a wrist fracture yeah, uh, Mr. Thomas was placed on a 10-day IL on August 30th with said wrist fracture. Cardinals come back one day later on September – or two days later on September 1st um, and then transferred him right to the 60-day IL. Um, just mathematically speaking, he'll be done for the season. Uh, we're looking at anywhere from an 8- to 12-week recovery for wrist. Definitely harder in baseball players. You think about um, just the forces that go through the wrist during the swing. Um, during fielding, sliding, anything like that that they just have to be ready for. Um, so certainly something to be on the lookout there. Ends the year with a 316 average, and I'm not expecting him to be um, held out into 2020 at all. Um, certainly a, a young talent that uh, St. Louis is just full of them. So I hope he can find his way into the lineup there next year um, as they once again contend for a, uh, for a World Series. Just didn't seem to go their way this year, but – uh, yeah, Lane Thomas should be good to go in eight to 12 weeks. That's good news for him. Um, good news also for Matt Weeders for the Cardinals, a calf injury. It was a mild calf strain that he sustained last week. And at the beginning of this week, he received an anti-inflammatory shot. Excuse me, that was Monday of last week. He got that shot and has been in a walking boot. Good news for him. He's progressed nicely and has been taking swings. He's been able to progress to on-field running as well. And then before we hopped on the airwaves tonight, Aaron, I, I did a quick little search to see how he was doing today. And he's actually going to resume some more with a team called Advanced Baseball Activities before the game tonight against the Rockies. So he continues to track in the right direction with these soft tissue injuries. We get an overstretch or in some cases a partial tearing of the muscle, being that this is mild. It's probably the just a slight overstretch variety. Calf, very important for a catcher, getting down into that squat. 
Uh, and then even pushing off, running and rounding the bases, this is an important muscle. And so it's, an, it's crucial that this thing has rehabbed 100% before coming back. Because as we've discussed previously, if you come back too soon, this thing has a chance to flare back up and really cause uh, a long-term problem. For sure. And I just want to correct myself from the Lane Thomas take. The Cardinals are in first place in the NL Central. I misspoke. They are certainly going for the World Series this year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, that, that NL Central, last, last I looked, was still pretty tight. Yeah, we got uh, Cardinals leading. Cubs are four games behind. Brewers are four game, or five games behind. And uh, all the way in the back, the Pirates are 18 and a half back. So. What about the, the Reds in dead last then? No, they're, they're 14 and a half. Pirates are dead last. There we go. It's a yeah. ba- battle for the basement there in the NL oh, Central. Man. Going out to Los Angeles and the Angels and Tommy LaStella as we lead off our old injuries segment. Yeah, so if you remember Tommy LaStella fractured his leg in early July, uh, returned to baseball activities in late August, and the latest update from manager Brad Osmus, he told reporters that his leg still is not 100%. Um, That's another – this is a team that's not going to be in uh, the playoff hunt this year, so – as you were saying, Brandon, it's just tough for these guys to find any rehab assignments. And uh, the, the fantasy baseball community kind of bears that burden because they're, they're guys that they, uh, they depended on all year, can't, can't get out for a rehab start. So these teams are bringing up their guys from the, uh, from the minors that are ready to play. And unfortunately, that hasn't been talking to still as of late. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, if, from the player perspective, you get hurt, and then you, I mean, you just want to be able to finish out the year and, and get back to helping your team. But when those opportunities aren't available, and the team says, "Hey, let's turn the page to to 2020 and look to next year," I'm, I'm sure it's not what the player wants to hear, because he just has that itch to get back out there and play. But sometimes it just doesn't end up working out. Rich Hill for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, they actually just clinched the NL West. Uh, I believe it was last night, or maybe the night before. For I the saw set. that last night for the seventh straight season. So, I mean, it's for them, it's win the world series or bust at this point. I mean, you win the division of uh, years in a row. For sure. So Rich Hill, a forearm strain, uh, he was diagnosed with this flexor strain in mid June and he's progressed nicely. He threw a sim game as of this past Friday and he's scheduled actually to make his return for the Dodgers tomorrow night against Baltimore. Anytime we have these forearm injuries or flexor strains concerns that definitely rises for any kind of damage to that ulnar collateral ligament or that UCL on the inner side of the elbow. Fortunately for Hill, that, w- that wasn't the case. It was just a strain of one of those flexor muscles that sits on the, uh, the side of the forearm when you're looking at your, your palm side there. So he will return for the Dodgers tomorrow against Baltimore. It's been a while since he's been back, so hopefully all goes smoothly. And, and hopefully he doesn't have any more issues going here for, forward. Obviously, the Dodgers did just fine without him, clinching the division here with still two and a half, three weeks to go in the season. So he will be back tomorrow night for Los Angeles. Another guy with a forearm strain is the young Tyler Glass now down in Tampa Bay. Uh, he was activated from the 10-day IL on September 8th. Uh, he allowed two runs over two innings uh, in a no decision. They that was planned. He just didn't last two innings. It was supposed to be a short, short outing. Um, but he was out for four months with that forearm flexor strain. So, uh, yeah, it's just good to see him back. Uh, he sets his sights on 2020. And uh, I actually like him a lot next year for a fantasy baseball pick. We, we remember how electric he was whenever he was out there before this forearm strain. Um, we just, they're really going to rehab that, make sure it's 110% over the offseason. Uh, because they're going to need him next year. I, it, I'm waiting for the Rays to kind of have one of their good runs again um, at that uh, at that AL East crown. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think really what's going to take it, it's going to take to put them over the top is just get some more of your pirates down there in, in Florida, and then they should be good. Oh yeah, they, they definitely should just uh, get Josh Bell for uh, a few compensatory picks, and then they're just going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, it'll all work out great for both sides. Yeah. Carlos Correa for the Astros uh, dealt with back soreness since August 20th. He hit in a batting cage as of last Thursday to this point in the season. He was batting 277 with 19 home runs and 56 runs batted in. And he is slated to begin a rehab stint, which we haven't been able to say about a lot of these guys, but he's beginning a rehab stint with AAA Round Rock on Friday. And that'll be in game three of their playoff series as they work their way through the AAA playoffs. So a rare situation where there is some rehab opportunity available. Uh, I presume it wouldn't be more than a game or two because, because those series are all best of five, but he will be back out with Round Rock this Friday uh, in the third game of their series. And if all goes well, you could see him back in Houston here over the course of the next week. If he needs another game or two, if that series extends, then he would have the opportunity to get a couple more appearances there. But it looks like he is getting close to making his return for the Astros. I wonder if there's ever been like a big time player um, that you look at like a triple A uh, championship or something like that. And they just come in for games like six and seven and just win it for them on a rehab start. That'd be something to look, look into. Yeah. Bring in the ringers. You know, Something, something in my memory makes me think that that might have happened some sometime for the Clippers, the the AAA Indians affiliate here here in town in Columbus, okay. a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't know if it was a Kluber, but I'll, I'll look into it and let you know on the next show. But I, I think I've seen it happen, and I mean they're just bringing in these ringers to try and get those AAA crowns, I guess. Yeah, and you you wonder how the it makes the uh, the season long AAA roster feel that like there's pretty that that's like their chance to kind of show something to the organization. They're like, Oh, Hey, here's our starting right fielder. Go, go have a seat on the bench, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially when you put in all that work at that level over the, the rigors of a baseball season. And then it's like, yeah, Grounded. you're not playing tonight. We need, we need to rehab the, yeah. the pro guy. <laughs> Alex. Verdugo. Again, we're going with Alex Verdugo with the LA Dodgers dealing with an oblique strain. Um, he began his rehab assignment for that, that strained oblique on Monday. September 2nd, and unfortunately suffered a setback during this rehab assignment on September 4th. Um, and there's definitely a chance he doesn't make it back this season. But like you were saying earlier, Brandon, that, that Dodgers team is just so deep with young talent that um, I'm sure they're going to play safe with them. Um, and they're certainly not, like I said, they're certainly not struggling for talent. So uh, there's definitely a chance he doesn't come back. But if he does, that's best case scenario. A guy who isn't going to come back this season is Byron Buxton for the Twins. And he's dealt, he dealt with the shoulder injury, uh, and he had a shoulder subluxation a while back. And he was working his way through rehab, and then he had a setback. And it had just been a little bit of an issue, but it wasn't quite right. He was having difficulty batting. The team initially said he'd be available to play defense and run the bases. Uh, he was activated off the aisle on September 1st, so 10 days ago. And he had four, uh, four appearances in the, in the field for them. And then the news dropped within the past couple of days that he needs surgery to repair a torn labrum. So we're looking at a five to six month recovery period here for Buxton. So it's going to be close for him to be ready for the start of spring training. If, if not by the start of spring training, then I would anticipate maybe by the end of it, he should be good to go. But again, labrum injury in, in a throwing athlete can be a little bit of a struggle to get back from just due to kind of the nature of the injury. So it's just unfortunate because he's dealt with this shoulder issue 
all this, uh, not all this season, but since he had the shoulder subluxation initially the MRI didn't reveal any structural damage, but then they came back and redid it. And then, Oh, there's a labrum tear. So this could have been taken care of a month or two ago, uh, but they didn't find it initially. And now they found it and now he's down for the next five or six months. So he will be done for the rest of the season as the twins try to win the AL central. Yeah. Well, what's that race looking like, Brandon? Uh, last, we just, the Indians just played the twins last weekend. And I believe we were, I think five back at the end of the weekend. Let me see here. I'm it's, pulling up. The yeah, it's, it's still five back. Still. Yeah. Still five back. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think we've got them again this weekend. Um, but then we won't have them again the rest of the season. So I, I really do feel like we need a sweep in order to put us in a, in a good situation here. It's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for the Indians to win the division, but it's going to take some pretty darn good baseball over these last few weeks. Heading out to San Diego, we're checking in on Ian Kinsler, who's dealing with a herniated disc in his neck. Uh, we talked about him last episode. I believe it was episode nine. And yep. I've, I've scoured the internet Brandon and I truly cannot find an update on Ian Kinsler. I was, I was neck deep in Twitter, uh, Instagram, Google, you name it. I can't find an update on Ian Kinsler. Um, for all we know, he may be playing in the Pecos league, <laughs> but yeah, San Diego, we have, we have, they have a lot of young talent out there. And I think people forget just how good Ian Kinsler was with, uh, people like Michael Young and, uh, Josh Hamilton down in uh, Texas when he played with the Rangers. But, yeah, I can't find I can't find a thing about Ian Kinsler. Well, we can uh, maybe check back here in the next couple of weeks on the next episode and see if there's anything new. But if not, then uh, we'll just let him fall off the list. <laughs> the waiver wire section, Aaron, it's all yours. And what do you have for the listeners this week? It's wiry this week. And here's a guy, my first guy, loves to lie about his age for the Little League World Series. It's Jerkus and Profar uh, for the Oakland Athletics. Um, and if you remember, Brandon, the Oakland A's actually declared that they were going to limit his role. Uh, they must have woke him up. Uh, we're looking at uh, he's slashing 350, 536, 725 to Ooh. kick off September. Man. Hard contact rate of 41.7%. All right, that's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only had seven strikeouts over his last 40 at-bats. I um, mean, the one thing that I really like is his walk rates going up. Or, uh, it was a, l- a little bit mediocre, um, but as of late, he has racked up 14 free trips to first uh, within the last two weeks. So thankfully with the MLB, you don't have to lie about your age or anything. So pro bar <laughs> is good. Uh, we're going to head to the second guy here. A little bit of an old head. We're looking at a 33-year-old. Uh, but it's Dexter Fowler for, for those St. Louis Cardinals. Um, he batting 246 this year, 16 long balls. And I think I guess the whole point of this podcast is we want guys that are available, right? He's sturdy, he's serviceable, and he's playing out there every single day for the Cardinals. Um, and that's what you need as we finish off the season here. Um, and actually his next six-game slate, all righties this week. And he's batting 252 against him. And he has three games at cores. So we're look- we're looking for a few long balls from Dexter Fowler and your league mates may be like, hey, what the heck are you picking up Dexter Fowler for? But then you show them the stats, and then you tell them that they're wrong. And then, and then hopefully you get a few fancy Ws as, as a result. Yeah. There you go. This day in baseball history, well, actually yesterday in baseball history, uh, we had to bump the show recording to Wednesday. So this is yesterday. Back in 1914, the shortstop for the Braves, Johnny Evers, was suspended for three days. And can you guess 
1914, why Johnny Evers was suspended, Aaron? Oh, man. Alcohol. Was that prohibition? Uh, not quite. That might have been 1920-ish. Yeah, we were, we're close, though. But he actually got suspended three days for swearing at the home plate umpire. Oh, wow. So, wow, yeah. So the, um, the captain for Boston Braves was Johnny Evers, and he had been banned by the league on several occasions that season. But he claims that he was not directing his profanities at the umpire, but he was swearing at the baseball. There you go. Kind of like uh, Major League, whenever the, the one player has like a, uh, a shrine in his locker for his bat. Jabu, yes. Yeah. Wait. Oh, there you go. The Indians. I didn't, I didn't put that together, Brandon. Right up my alley. <laughs> 1980, Bill Gullickson struck out 18 batters, which was the most strikeouts ever recorded by a rookie in a major league game. He was a pitcher for the Expos at the time, and in addition to those 18 strikeouts, he threw a complete game four-hitter and beat Chicago 4-2. to two. So most strikeouts by a rookie in a major league game with 18 occurred in 1980 by Bill Gullickson. Awesome name as well, Gullickson. I, I, you know, I try to find something for this, this day in baseball history, something really super old, something between like the 50s and then the 80s, and then try and find something that's up to speed, like 2010 to now. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find anything that recent. So this is it's still relatively recent. 2002, Alex Rodriguez broke the home run record for shortstops that he established the season before. And he hit his 52nd and 53rd home runs of the season, helping the Rangers knock off the Mariners 3-2. to two. So just amazing what he could do. And it was just out there clubbing homers in, in 2002 with his 52nd and 53rd home runs on this day, in, or yesterday, excuse me, September 10th in 2002. Now, would he have been with the Rangers or the Mariners at that point? That was, the, Ra- that was, the, that was the Rangers at that yeah. point. Okay. Yep. So. Heck of a ball player. Kind of has a uh, cloud over his career, but – now that he's out of baseball, he's doing very well. He's all, all over ESPN. So, yeah, so night, part of the Sunday Night Baseball crew. Yeah. So with that, uh, we're going to wrap things up here on episode 10. And I will say, I, Aaron, I meant to do this at the very beginning of the show, but uh, it is September 11th. We are 18 years removed from one of the worst days in uh, United States history. Um, I still remember uh, I was in fifth grade that year and I was walking home with my mom from school and she had told me that something really bad had happened to our country. And it's just, it's just crazy that 18 years have passed since then. You just think about uh, the lives uh, that were lost and the people that were impacted. And so just, uh, just, just remembering those people and those families that have been impacted uh, since that time. And it's just hard to believe it's been 18 years. Yeah, it's truly crazy. 18 years. I can't even believe that. But yeah, I'm sure everyone remembers where they were at and what they were doing at that point. I was in second grade and I was just in, in class and we got an early dismissal and whatnot. But yeah, I, I couldn't remember what I did that whole year except for that day. Yep. I mean, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I couldn't remember anything else that happened in fifth grade, but I, I remember where I was and, and what happened on September 11th. Mm-hmm. On, on a little bit uh, more happy note, I guess, Aaron, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Oh man, I, I actually meant to. I actually meant to look something up, but uh, we, we were talking the other day and just the stuff that was going on at your clinic, Brandon. Um, and and things come up in life. Uh, no day is ever going to be perfect. Um, and being physical therapists, we have to give a lot of ourselves to our patients, to our patients' families, and just to remind everybody out there that you can't pour from an empty cup, right? You have to take care of yourself. So do something for some self care tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening. 
take a second for yourself, do something that makes you happy. And then uh, you're going to be able to give so much more of yourself to everyone around you. And I think they'll appreciate it and you'll appreciate it as well. Aaron Berger out here bringing the fire tonight for all of you guys. And uh, back to back episodes, just philosophizing. He's, he's got it. So <laughs> while you're at it, while you're taking time for yourself, be sure to check us out on Twitter, the fantasy doctors at the fantasy DRS myself at BL Bowers 12 and Aaron at Aaron Berger underscore PT fantasy doctors website, www.thefantasydoctors.com. And then please download it and review us on whatever platform you use to consume podcasts. We appreciate every like, every review that we can get uh, and feedback on the show. So we will be back at least one more time, maybe two. We'll, we'll see if we can squeeze uh, one more or two more in uh, to wrap up season two of this podcast. It's been a blast bringing you guys this insight on injuries to help you along with your fantasy baseball season. I actually got a tweet from somebody the other day about uh, fantasy football oddly enough. And he mentioned that he had first discovered me and the fantasy doctors um, through the, the baseball podcast. And so Aaron, we do have listeners out there as, as mighty as they, they may be, they, they are out there and they do appreciate what we're doing. So I love it. And, and if you check me out on Twitter, I, t- I tweeted tonight. Um, we, Brandon and I were talking about this before the show. Hunter Henry has a tibial plateau fracture, pretty serious injury, but everyone's saying that he's going to be out four to six weeks. And if he is out for four to six weeks, I made a wager that if, uh, that if that happens, I will film myself trying to eat 30 chicken nuggets. So be, follow us all on Twitter, fantasy, at, the fantasy doctors at the fantasy DRS, Brandon at BL Bowers 12 and myself at Aaron Berger underscore PT. And you might be seeing me uh, eat 30 chicken nuggets at once, but go ahead and sign us off, Brandon. Sorry. I, just had to well, I, I guess while we're on this topic, one more question. Is this 30 chicken nuggets as fast as you can? Is that what we're trying to do here? Uh, there's going to be an allotted time. I don't know if I'm going to put myself to a stopwatch, but we might put it at like 10, 10 to 12 minutes. I don't know. Something to make it punishable. Okay. I, I do enjoy chicken nuggets. So Yeah. So I think what we ended up doing is if he's back in that time frame, we can do like a, a post uh, TFD MLB pod special. And we, there's, yes. on, there's actually the capability to record using video. Uh, okay. So I think that's what we do. And that's part, kind of like a, an after after season celebration of me just housing uh, 30 chicken, 30 nuggets, chicken nuggets and I'll be there to cheer you on. I love it. <laughs> all right. Uh, aside from all that, uh, thank you for listening to the show tonight. Episode 10. We'll be back for episode 11 here in a couple of weeks. I am Dr. Physical Therapy Brandon Bowers and he is Dr. Physical Therapy Aaron Berger. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks.